and, and reminding them that we will be practicing social distancing in the store. Except for a quick trip to Camp David this past weekend, President Trump has mostly been at the White House since the stay-at-home guidelines were put in place. Today, though, he flies west. Here's CBS's Stephen Portnoy. It's his first trip on Air Force One since a brief hop to Norfolk, Virginia in late March. Today, the president flies to Phoenix, where he'll tour a Honeywell aerospace plant that's now making masks. Mr. Trump has suggested he might also soon travel to Ohio. He said this week the massive rallies he'd rather be holding won't be possible until perhaps the last couple of months of the campaign. At least four research teams are working on COVID-19 vaccines in Europe. Here's CBS's Vicki Barker. The clinical trials now underway will help determine whether the candidate vaccines are safe, which is most effective, and at what dosage. A Utah Highway Patrol trooper has gotten a big surprise after pulling over what he thought was a driver in trouble. Turned out to be a five-year-old boy behind the wheel. KUTV's Jeremy Harris is in Ogden. With just three bucks in hand, what Adrian lacked in money, he made up for in ambition. California. Adrian says he was going to drive to California to buy a Lamborghini. And the trooper says the boy made it all the way to Interstate 15 but was swerving. He says he didn't respond to his lights but pulled over when he heard the siren. On Wall Street, S&P futures are up 37 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Another Tiger King series is in the works. Here's CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. Now this is the kind of movies we're going to make here, okay? Who knows if Joe Exotic would have cast him, but Variety says Nicolas Cage, the unemployed guy with a drinking problem and leaving Las Vegas, will star in a scripted Tiger King series produced by Imagine and CBS. $500 for 93 bucks, Daytona. I'll do it. It centers around the exotic zookeeper featured in the hit Netflix series and now locked up for a plot to murder his rival, Carol Baskin. Deborah Rodriguez. CBS News. R&B and rock and roll artifacts for sale. Julian's Auction says its June event will include a 1984 Blue Cloud guitar custom made for Prince, which could go for $200,000, and a page of Paul McCartney's handwritten lyrics for the song Maxwell's Silver Hammer, which could go for three hundred grand. i am Peter King, CBS News. Balance of Nature. Changing the world one life at a time. I like the product very much. I wake up in the morning, I'm wide awake, and I'm raring to go. I'm almost 76, and I'm working two different property management companies six days a week, and I was really, really dragging. I mean, I could barely get myself to work. 
And it all culminated when I started taking Balance of Nature. It didn't happen right away. I had to take it for a little while. And all of a sudden, I just made a mental note, hey, I'm feeling better. And I am. So I really like this product. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Mercadon State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DP. Follow along with Power 105 and 97 WATH on Facebook. Like our page for contests, prizes, community updates, and of course, some laughs. Check us out on Facebook at Power 105 WXTQ slash 97 WATH. And don't forget to click that like button. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute... In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells investment property. Larry Conrath, he sells investment property. Larry Conrath, he sells investment property. 5913015. 5913015. 5913015. What was that number again? 
I said 5913015. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. I think there's an old adage that uh, never has been more true than this year, or at least not in recent years. Don't plant your flowers before Mother's Day, or it's something like that. We've just got a, just received an updated forecast, and indeed. Friday night, this coming Friday night, it's going to get down to freezing. And of course, Mother's Day is two days later. So, um, what, what, what do you call those things? Old adage, old what? Just sayings, I guess. Uh, yeah, folklore, yeah. legends. Oh, yeah, le- folklore, legends, that, that all works. Anyway, good morning, folks. Um, Cinco de Mayo, right? It's today. And how are we going to celebrate it? Our, our, um, our Mexican restaurants are doing carry-out only, right? Like uh, everybody else. Yes. But... Um, Anyway, it is uh, normally a date that would be celebrated annually, and they have live entertainment at the different uh, restaurants and so on because this is special. But uh, we'll have to have a um, altered version of it today, Cinco de Mayo. It is Tuesday. It is May 5th. There are 240 days left in this calendar year. Today, a free-for-all. Um, you're listening to 970 on AM, 97.1 on FM. Our highlight in history, uh, this year they, they mentioned the May 5th, 1961, astronaut Alan B. Shepard Jr. became America's first space traveler as he made a 15-minute suborbital flight aboard Mercury Capsule Freedom 7. 1961. I remember it quite well. Got a little feedback going from my headphone there. It just stopped. Anyway. Um, let's see here. Scott and I thought there were several things we could talk about today. Um, as we get into it. Um, well, let's see here. First of all, let's do this. Today is National Teacher Appreciation Day. A little odd with all the teachers having to work uh, elsewhere, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, in fact, I've seen a couple stories in the last 24 hours about teachers who have just gone way above and beyond to create almost a TV series of their classes. And really cool. Um, there was one story this morning that was terrific. It's also National 
Astronaut Day, and that probably ties in with this uh, Alan B. Shepard thing. It's Cinco de Mayo. We've mentioned all three of these so far. It's National Cartoonists Day. National Silence the Shame Day. I wonder what they're getting at there. National Silence the Shame Day. National Foster Care Day, National Total Chipotle Day, Chipotle Day, I can hear FM as good as I can hear myself right now. Does he have his door open? Uh, yes. Yeah, that would do it. Dave Machine has so much enthusiasm, but he's also loud. <laughs> And if he doesn't just close his studio door, it sometimes uh, uh, is too easy for me to hear it. Anyway, uh, let's see. National Foster Care Day. National Totally Chipotle Day. So the Chipotle. Now, we know that's a chain of restaurants, and I like them. But is it also, does that term mean something else? Uh, well... I, I think that's part of the uh, restaurant, isn't it? I don't know. It is... Um, Chipotle. And does that have some meaning besides simply the name of a good restaurant? Uh, I, I thought it was like a type of a tortilla. Okay. Well, maybe it is. In any case, that's what it might mean, is that today you're supposed to eat uh, those, right? Mm, yep. With the Cinco de Mayo thing going on. It seems to tie together. And then the, the last one I'll have to mention, and I'm not sure this is Mexican by any means, National Hoagie Day. Now, Hoagie is, is it like a sub? Mm-hmm, yeah. Those two terms would be interchangeable? I would say so, yes. Okay. So much I don't know. Okay, so we've done that. Um, let's see here. Our thought for the day comes from Admiral Hyman Rickover who was, uh, <clears throat> many people called him the father of our nuclear Navy, right? He lived from 1900 to 1986. Here's a quote from him. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Admiral Rickover. A uh, chipotle, actually, is a smoke-dried, ripe jalapeno chili pepper used for seasoning. Okay. I thought it was uh, a type of uh, tortilla or burrito or something like that, but it well, is I'm a... glad you kept at it because I, I had a feeling it might be something more specific, and, yep. and, and indeed it is. 
Now, I, I love Chipotle, okay? Um, they're bowls of, you know, yummies. But I, the, the item you're describing would not be to my liking. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, let's see here. Adele is 32 years old today. Uh, Leopold II is, um, let's see, he would have been born on this date in 1747. Uh, he didn't even make it to 50 years of age. Tammy Wynette, the singer, right? Yes. Born on this date in 1942, died in 1998. Karl Marx. Born on this date in 1818, died in 1883. Napoleon. In his case, he died on this date in 1821. Born in 1769. Okay, we've done some of those. We have so much material this morning. Also, uh, someone of local interest having a birthday today is Ruth Dudding, who is part of the uh, Make It Happen show on Wednesdays. She's cool. Here at 970. Both those gals are cool. Two sweet ladies. Um, Happy birthday, Ruth. Did I mention this yesterday? Forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But very early yesterday morning, uh, Marjorie Malcolm passed away. Yeah, we mentioned that. I did them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she was a great friend. <coughs> yes, okay. we mentioned her along with uh, Mrs. Kennard. Oh, yes, that's right. I do now remember. Okay, now someone you know, Scott, sent me this story. Um, this is called The Thief and the Parrot Story. Just Now, just bear with us for a moment, folks. It's not very long. Late one night, a burglar broke into a house that he thought was empty. He stealthily crept through the lounge and was stopped dead in his tracks when he heard a loud voice clearly saying, Jesus is watching you. Silence returned to the house. So the burglar kept forward again. Jesus is watching you, the voice rang out again. The thief stopped dead again. He was frightened out of his wits. Frantically, he looked all around, and in a dark corner, he spotted a birdcage, and in the cage was a parrot. He asked the parrot, Was that you who said Jesus is watching me? Yes, said the parrot. The parrot. Well, the burglar breathed a heavy sigh of relief and asked the parrot, What's your name? The bird replied, Ronald. That's a stupid name for a parrot, sneered the burglar. What idiot named you Ronald? The parrot said, The same idiot who named the Rottweiler Jesus. 
Yeah. You get it? Yeah, the Rottweiler growling at the burglar standing right behind him. Was poised to attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I had seen that one, but it's still a good one. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's do some coronavirus stuff. There's a lot of guessing going on. There's a lot of educated guessing going on. Informed guessing. But it's really such an unknown. So I have with me Let's see here. Do I have what I want? Let me get down to the right date. Today is May 5th. Here we go. I meant to print out just one page, and I printed my whole report, so it's. I had to get through it. Every day I keep these stats. And you probably get tired of hearing them. But I'm trying to spot things where I think things have improved, things where I wish there could be more improvement, etc., etc. So yesterday, um, yesterday we had... Um, Let's just stay with Ohio this time. Um, there were 880 new cases yesterday in the state. Um, That brings the total cases so far to 20,794. Now we're still talking about less, we're talking about one-tenth of one percent, well actually I'll round it up, two-tenths of a percent of our population in the state of Ohio have experienced the disease or, or been known to experience the disease, okay? Now, I'm not saying that's unimportant, but I'm saying it is two-tenths of one percent of our population. All right. And, and I'm just using Ohio figures, but this this pretty much holds true uh, if I go to any entity, whether it's uh, the U.S. or the or the world for that matter. Okay, now, so 880 new cases yesterday. That was a little bit of a jump, but we always seem to have a jump on a Monday. There seems to be a certain reluctance to go to a hospital to be checked on Saturdays or Sundays. Or at least that's my observation. Okay, going on. 
So as of 2 o'clock, let me get to my right uh, stuff here. Yes, as of 2 o'clock yesterday, There has now been 20,794 cases in the state of Ohio. Um, Once again, that's two-tenths of a percent. Now, of those cases, um, as of yesterday, and this figure used to be higher, it was about 20%, but as of yesterday, 16% of them are healthcare workers. (coughs) And that number would be 800, wait a minute, I write stuff here. Um... 3,327, roughly, were healthcare workers of the 20,794. Now, if you're dealing with this, you have, you're either in the ICU, you're in the hospital in general, you're at home recovering, or you have passed. So let's go through that. As of yesterday, 1,090 people were in ICUs somewhere in our state. 1,090. That's 5.2% of those that have it. 13% of those that have it were in a more general hospital environment. Um, let me get to my right point. Okay. As of yesterday, again, around 2 o'clock, 5% of those that had caught it had passed away. That's 1,056. By the way, remember, this whole mess started in Ohio on November 19th. Okay. I'm sorry, that's not true. March 1st, November 19th was the first case in the world. February 5th, the first case in the United States. And March 1st, the first case in Ohio. There we go. I hate it when I make errors or tell you something wrong. 1,056 deaths thus far. Now, 63.7, so this rounded up, 64% of those that have it are recovering at home. Their case is not so severe that they require hospital attention. Or maybe it was briefly, but they've since been released to finish at home, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, thus far, 
of these 20,000 cases since March 1st, we believe 2,674 or 12, uh, almost 13% have completely recovered and no longer have it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to put that away for today. But that's the... Uh, those are the stats. Now, but continuing with the topic. New York Times this morning. Uh, let me pull a couple sections out here. The Trump administration forecasts a rise in deaths That's one thing. Uh, another topic is an Amazon executive quits. A third topic, Costco, and the same is true for Sam's Club or whatever. They're limiting their meat sales. Uh, you can't just go and buy a freezer full of meat because, well, as you well know, many of these meat packing companies are now being challenged to make sure they're doing things perfectly. So there's been a rush. Now, let's, let's, let's deal with the um, coronavirus thing first. Where cases are still rising, most countries with severe coronavirus outbreaks have come well down from their peaks in new cases each day. It's happened in Italy, Spain, France, Germany, Turkey, and, if you believe the official numbers, even in China. But it has not happened in the United States. Here, the number of both confirmed new cases and deaths has fallen only slightly, and that only in the last few weeks. Every day since April 2nd, there have been at least 22,000 new cases. Now, we're talking about nationwide now. And 1,000 deaths. Now, with many states preparing to reopen their economies, the toll is likely to start rising again, according to a private Trump administrative forecast model obtained by the New York Times. It projects about 3,000 deaths per day on June 1st. Today's May 5th. So, if the various relaxations start to occur, and now this is me talking at the moment, folks, not the times. If these various forms of relaxations start to occur, if people do not pay attention to the recommendations of 
six foot social distancing of um, wearing the mask in most environments <coughs> excuse me I, and I did use my elbow um, all these things we've been told about over and over and over again Well, so uh, why has the United States failed to bring down its caseload as much as most other countries? Well, the answer isn't completely clear given the complexity of the virus, but the leading suspect in many experts, uh, many experts say, is the uneven nature of the U.S. response, like the shortage of tests so far and the mixed approach to social distancing. The problem with the American response is that it is so haphazard. One way to see the pattern is to look at the U.S. caseload outside the New York metro area. New York has been hit harder than any other city in the world thanks to its large number of foreign visitors, its high population density, and a slow initial response from its political leaders. But New York has since engaged in a fairly rigorous social distancing, and its caseload trend tends to um, look like that of a European country country up and then down. Well, uh, folks, I suggest if you'd like to know a little more about this, New York Times on the internet. Um, I think they do um, a good job of being pretty much down the middle of the road. They, they don't ignore the pros or the cons. Um, I will mention this meat thing. You know, even Kroger's. I noticed, uh, I guess it was Sunday. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of choices in meat, right? And uh, with all this, uh, what is it, Smithfield and different meat packaging companies uh, in cities far away that um, in, located somewhat centrally to heavy agricultural areas. They were processing so much. And, you know, you've seen the pictures of men and women standing side by side, almost elbow to elbow, um, preparing the various cuts as it comes down the conveyor belt. Cuts of beef, pork, what have you. And then they had a plant that had a, what would you call it, a suddenly a big outbreak of the um, COVID-19 or coronavirus. Shut it down, got things cleaned up. 
But, you know, it puts all this question in your mind. And so uh, you think, well, the stuff that's on the shelf might now, right now might be cleaner than what's going to come out of there in the future. So you buy it all up, put it in the freezer. And certainly we have local farmers that sell beef or pork or what have you. Well, we'll put this one away. Um, I brought in another report that uh, oh, uh, Wallet Hub, you've heard me speak of them so many times, I'm sorry. They prepared. It's called States with the Fewest Coronavirus Restrictions. Okay, so um, so they take 51 places. That is to say, everything including all the states, including um, oh, the District of Columbia, yes. Now this is listed as with the fewest restrictions okay so depending on your point of view and I know there's a lot of people that are objecting to all these restrictions I don't really understand that other than they're anxious their anxiety they miss socializing all that stuff I get that particularly I get that because I'm a social person. I miss it tremendously. But uh, is that more important than people's health? Uh, one could quickly say no in my mind. Okay, so Ohio is 43rd out of 51 in being cautious. Like, the 51st is the most cautious. And who is that? It's the state of Maine. Hawaii, number two. Rhode Island, three. District of Columbia. Um, actually, these numbers are opposite. So, 49th. Then, Illinois, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, and then Ohio. Okay, now, let's go to the other end. Who are the least restrictive? Well, our neighbor just south of us, West Virginia, is 23rd. Um, Kentucky is 24th. So they're a lot less concerned, but... Um, they aren't the worst, if you know what I mean. South Dakota is comes in number one with the fewest restrictions. Utah, North Dakota, Missouri, Idaho, Tennessee, Montana, Texas. There you go. Okay, now, just just to be fair to my old state of Wyoming. They come in 18th. So they're doing better than 
all those I just mentioned in trying to be careful. We do have a caller. I just noticed. I, I, I maybe I hope you didn't have to wait too long, caller. Good morning. Actually, I had to call back. Okay, I'm sorry. I no. wasn't paying attention. One of the interest, more interesting numbers to me in all this, David, is the death rate per million of population. And I think the media should report on that better than they do, because um, I, I haven't looked this morning, but last night ours was like 209 per million of population. Uh, the the uh, Spanish are well over 500. The Italians are almost to 500 per million. Uh, the U.K. is almost to 300 per million. The Belgians have gotten the worst of this. They were at 665 people per million of population that have, have died from this. Right, so you're talking uh, about race. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about millions of population in a country. Yeah, but I mean... You know, there's different health factors with different races. Well, I understand that, but not not so much about about race as about just the the death rate for okay. millions of people. Okay. Um, you know, they, they they love to report on how we have the highest death toll. I'm not convinced that Chinese are telling the truth either, but um, yeah, that's because we have a whole lot more people than those countries do. Uh, their death rate per million is much higher than ours is. Okay, I can and do part of that. Is we have we maybe, maybe haven't peaked yet, but and they have. But you know, I think this figure should be reported. Well, let me let me take yesterday's figure for the world, okay? Yeah. And, and maybe this will help a little bit. And let me do a quick look. World uh, does. Okay, let's try this. Okay, so in the world, there's 7.8 billion people. Yeah. Um, deaths attributed to the coronavirus, um, 248,000, which is 7%. That's right. Okay, now... Um. No, I think it might be point seven percent. Well, then I've got Even my that high. I've got my numbers wrong. Then something's wrong here. Um, not seven. I, I'm sorry. Not per, uh, okay. Let me start over. There's seven point eight million billion. Billion. Thank you. Yeah. The number of cases have been three million five hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. 248 represents 7% of that figure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now, let's take the U.S. There's 327.2 million people. Yes. We have had 1,190,000 uh, cases, which is a third, just over a third of a percent. Um, and our death rate is at 5.7%. Of the actual cases? Yes. Yeah. So, 
world where, where the world was seven percent of those re- who've recovered. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me a minute. In other words, those with an outcome, eighteen percent have died, and eighty-two percent have survived. Here in the U.S., one hundred and fifty-three thousand have survived or, or, or are cured now. Where for the world, it's a million one now. Percentage-wise, the world's got us beat, but it started way earlier for them. Yeah, it so did. they they've got thirty-two percent. Um. I'm going to call it cured rate or recovered rate, where the U.S. is dealing with um, almost 13 percent. Yeah, but we're still dealing with it as a far more active thing. And again, how much can you trust the numbers out of a place like India or even Africa? Yeah, I know. You know, you really have no idea what's what's happening in some of those places because we just don't have the the advanced medical facilities and the reporting facilities that, that, uh, that we have here. Yep. Well, all you can do is work with what you got. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's, let's, if you look at the, you look at, go back and look at this, at the, at the Spanish flu and that killed 1% of the population of this country. Mm-hmm. Killed 1%. The population was about 60 million. It killed 200,000 people. Remarkable. Yeah, it is. It really is. And uh, hopefully. And I have some some real sense that it won't be like that this time. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. As I said, I do wish they would would report on on just how we compare. Because if you just list the number of deaths, you're getting a false false impression. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I agree. And that's why I've tried to bring in these other bits of information. Right. But that's one that I've seen, you know, and I, I think it's an important one. Plus, we've, we've, we've tested probably three times more people than any other country on Earth, except maybe the Chinese, and again, we don't know about what they've done. But, uh, you know, we're, we're at almost 8 million total tests now. Well, boy, we need well, a bunch more, though. Yeah, we do. We really do. All righty. That's what I wanted to say. I'm glad you did. Thank you. You're welcome. Jump in anytime. All uh, right. All Bye. right. Um, yes, our phone number, of course, 592-6646. Put a 740 in front of that. There's another story I need to cover, and that is Ohio University's uh, um, efforts to try to uh, curb their expenses, um, and a, a lot, a lot will come out here in the future in the terms of can we can we go through a period of correction and come out stronger for it? Uh, the board of trustees did meet. Um, there are a variety of things. Well, for one thing, 140 non-classified employees have received notices um, that they're going to be laid off. So these are uh, more general positions. 
can be kitchen, it can be uh, custodial, um, it can be any number of things, but it's not limited to just those kind of people. But these are um, union folks, 140 em employees. I did a quick guesstimate, and I think it would come in at 5.6 million of savings. Now, that's not the end of it by any means. There are um, faculty who are being bought out. That is to say, they've had enough years in that they can take early retirement. Um, there are other faculty, like such as what I used to be, adjunct initially, and then became regular. Um, but um, who they say, listen, uh, you know, you have one year left to teach, and then we're going to have to move, you, you know, stop this. Um, and I did that for, I think, nine years. Um, there, you know, there are programs that are going to be revised. I'm talking about educational, scholarly-type programs. There are going to be some new ones added, some that maybe aren't as important anymore as they once were, and those will be deleted. Um, by my count, I have gone through, in the 47 years I've lived here, four different periods of adjustment. There was another one that was pretty serious. I believe this one will be the most serious that I've seen. But uh, the other one, this other one in particular I'm thinking of was pr pretty, pretty darn serious. And we came out better for it. Um, I've got um, lengthy articles here that I could share with you about this from the uh, university's point of view. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary, really. The Board of Trustees have a hard decision to make, and they have been uh, given good data, accurate data, and they have taken the steps necessary. And there may be some more down the road. All right, Scott, we've had all sorts of serious stuff. And I'm not saying that this is going to be funny stuff this next few minutes, but let's, let's try something, okay? All right. Now, I've always been a lover of quotes. And anybody that's been to my office has seen scotch tape to the wall, all sorts of quotes, right? <clears throat> well, somebody sent me the other day a list of the, I don't know if it was called the 100 most famous quotes or what, 
And some of them do appear on my walls, but there's many that don't. And there's also quite a few on my walls that don't appear in this list. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's just do a few together, okay? And we'll react together. So this is uh, Scott and Dave here. Live as if... Well, read it well, Palmer. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. Right? Yep. Makes pretty good sense. Mm -hmm. Any Now, this, this is really a challenge. Who do you think said that? You don't know, right? No clue. Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, we've all heard this one. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. Nietzsche. Frederick Nietzsche. Be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Bernard Baruch. Do what you can with what you have where you are. That's clean. Theodore, yep. Ro Theodore Roosevelt. I've also heard it said, do what you can with what you've got. That was a quote from Pete Rose, who didn't have the most athletic talent, but he made the best of it. It's a shame that he got tarnished by that one betting thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, here's one. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Oscar Wilde. Sounds like something he'd say. This one, of course, you've heard. This, above all, to line own self be true. Shakespeare. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. Napoleon Hill. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. I think it's interesting who said this. Milton Burrow. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. Plato. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. Albert Einstein. Um, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. John Wooden.
Here's Mark Twain. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's, it is time to pause and reflect. <laughs> Thomas Edison. Now, this is interesting. I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Uh, I've heard this one. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Um... What you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Anyway, you get the idea. These are... Um, but I've collected some odd ones over the years. And... Um, if I think of it, I'll bring some of the more unusual ones in uh, and share with you someday. Tomorrow, we're lucky to have the... Uh, I, I'm, I didn't mean it like that. Tomorrow, our guest will be the sheriff, Rodney Smith. And uh, we'll get up to date on uh, his department and all the things going on and uh, what their worries are, what their principal focuses are and it can change you know from month to month I guess if not from year to year so that's coming up tomorrow and um, good guy our sheriff Thursday I can't remember if we have anyone or not but uh, if not we'll be here and we'll do more of this sort of thing and Try to stay well, everybody. Remember all the all the things they tell you. You know, wear a mask in public. Wash your hands with those, the soaps as well as the disinfectants, all that sort of thing. Take care. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Peter King in Orlando. A computer model used by the White House says easing restrictions and social distancing guidelines could nearly double the current COVID-19 death toll by August. Here's correspondent Janet Shamlian. Chris Murray, director of the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington, isn't mincing words. Relaxing social distancing guidelines too soon, he says, will cause a major spike. This rise of mobility in the last week or 10 days is likely leading to some increased transmission. 
The model's projections, which have been favored by the White House, worry health officials as states across the country reopen. German scientists say a supercomputer has helped them identify drugs that show promise for treating COVID-19, study leader Dr. Thomas Effort. These steps required a total of over 30 billion individual calculations to reach the final selection of 10 candidates, each from the areas of approved drugs, natural products, and experts.